Mike, did you get the uh, the note points that I sent to you? Yeah, you, you spelled every character name names wrong, and it upset me. So I didn't look he, he too did. far. He did. I did that on I did that on purpose just to spite you. At least that's what I'll say. I'm sticking well, to that yeah, story. He, he sounds like something you would say. <laughs> Spell Anakin. Uh, Spell Anakin without looking. Do it right now. A N A C uh, A A. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Luke. Hmm. It's like watching my mouth fall down the stairs. In the in the words of Luke Skywalker, everything you just said was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to RGCWV, Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I am your host, Luke Hersey. With me tonight, we have Alex and Mike. And we are all here to talk about Star Wars. Um, Now, this is going to be complete spoilers. So if you haven't seen the Star Wars Episode Nine movie don't listen to this podcast turn it off now you will not offend me um but if you have this the point of this episode is a spoiler talk a talk about the plot points the uh different story arcs and the biggest question that we all have which is does this trilogy take away from or add to the overall series so Mike, how are you doing tonight? I just finished watching The Mandalorian, and um, I'm, I'm excited to uh, talk Star Wars. That's not Mandalorian spoilers. Sounds good. And Alex? Yeah, super excited. I haven't seen the new episode of Mandalorian, but I'll get to it sometime later next week. Okay. I won't spoil um, anything. So, um, last week we did Geek Outs, but this week we've got so much to unpack, we don't have time. So, uh, you, you know what, if you have, if, if you have one on, on the tip of your tongue, just go ahead and blurt it out and then we'll just move on. I, I do. And, and the last three times I've been on, we, we haven't done one. So, okay, go ahead. I, I, I just started playing Outer Worlds today and I'm, I'm in. Oh man. Is it good? So far? Yeah. It's like uh fallout in space. Well, that's what everybody says. Okay. Yeah. Um, my geek out, uh, real quick is Spider-Man for PlayStation four. I finally got a PlayStation four, um, this year just decided to make the plunge cause the holiday bundle was really good. And Cassie surprised me with Spider-Man for Christmas. And I probably played five, six hours mm-hmm. already on it. And man, is it a good game? I-, I will say I almost bought it at the same time as Outer Worlds because it was $20 on the PS4 store. Hmm. And, and I did, and I was like, "Nah, I'll have enough to play with this." Don't you don't you have um, uh, a PS Plus? Yeah, I thought it was free this month for uh, you. Guys. No, I don't think so. Check check into that again. Check uh, it, that. It's um Titanfall, that is. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, Alex, do you got one? I'm still playing Pokemon. Ooh, I finished. Oh, I have something to say to that real quick. 
I took your advice, Alex. I never was really into Pokemon, but you suggested if you're not into it, go ahead and start with one of the old ones. Get started with the base one and just see what, or see how you feel about it. And so I started playing Red, and I've probably put five hours into it. It, it was a great game to play while I was driving in the car. Wow. No, um, uh, when hard I say driving to... in the car, riding in the car. Yeah, I was going to say, hard <laughs> game to play and drive at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, it's it's really good. I'm uh, I I've got my Charmander up to like uh, level twelve. I've got a uh, Naradan. I don't know how to pronounce all the names. Naradan. The night Nidoran or Nidoran. Yeah. Um. I I have him up to like level nine, and then I've got uh I've got um my Rattan character um. Yeah, uh, he, he's uh, yeah. I'm having fun. I'm having fun with the game. It's it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good way to use my uh, my Pocket Go. Which, by the way, I'm really jonesing for the new Pocket Go that's actually supposed to run PlayStation games really well. Hmm. My, my uh, I, I will say my first my entry point to Pokemon, other than Pokemon Go, I guess the mainline series is uh, Sword and Shield. Hmm. I, just, I just dove right Ooh. into that one, but I enjoyed it. Okay. I've, got a, I've got a Snorlax named Big Chungus. Ah, great name. <laughs> I'm not giving any of mine nicknames. But yeah, moving on. Star Wars! Star oh. Wars! Okay. <laughs> so I have some plot points. Some, some. Yo, you know what? You were singing the song, Mike, and I totally just, you know, overshot you. you if you want to, you can continue singing. Well, I was doing the intro, which is a little hard to do vocally. And you overshot me again. Yeah. I'm feeling like a star. You can't stop my shine. And I'm loving Cloud City. My head's in the sky because I'm solo. I'm Han Solo. Han Solo. Solo. That should have been the theme to Solo. That should have been the uh, scene they of had, the solo movie. They should have <laughs> at least had it in the credits. I feel like that movie would have done better on IMDb <laughs> if it was in the credit sequence. Yeah, the solo song from the dance. That's, that's like how, from, from Guitar Hero. That's like how they should have had uh, Fett's vet at the end of The Mandalorian. That should have been the play out <laughs> Awesome. So... I, I say we just go ahead and uh, just breeze over the plot. Was there anything that you guys it stood out to you guys um, as far as like major plot points, missteps, that kind of stuff? So my main thought, and really, if I were to give a one-line review of of this movie, it's what fun is there in making sense? You know, <laughs> you know. Um, you don't have to make sense if you're really, really cool. And this movie was really, really cool. And it doesn't make sense. I mean, just like I said on the YouTube show, uh, um, you know, it's Star Wars. It's awesome. And it was awesome. So if you have a problem with that, find another series. Because I, I, I had fun. I enjoyed it. The entire idea of the theatrical version of Star Wars is to be a spectacle. And it totally was a spectacle. It was it was great. 
I loved it. It was it was it was nice to turn off my brain for a couple for I mean it's it's it is a little sad that Star Wars has kind of become like popcorn flicks that it there's not as much intellectual was Star Wars ever that because I I really don't think it was see that's, that's exactly the thing. what it is it's science fantasy yeah, watch yeah. something that makes you think. Watch Star Trek or something else like Black it's Space Mirror. Wizards. It's I, Space right. Wizards. <laughs> right. I, I think that was people's problem with the Last Jedi is because it was one that made you think. How dare oh. they? Well, you know that <laughs> is true. But I mean, here here's the thing too: is I don't feel like the series, the the original trilogy, was really meant to be as deep as the. George Lucas said it isn't intended it from the very beginning. I think people made it that over time, over debating on it over 20, 30 years. This is, I, I feel like the fans have destroyed something that they love. Like fans do. That happens all the time. All the time. It's unfortunate. But, you know. So, I mean, we're going back to the plot, though, I mean, on for me, the only thing that I really had issue with was just just the fact that there there's there was almost like no logic in the fleet. I feel like if they had backed the scope up like even to half of what the fleet was the the imperial fleet i i i feel like my brain would have not hurt so much you know i i know one of the things again it doesn't make sense um who is the crew of those ships that was one of the questions that i asked myself during the movie who is running these ships who did the yeah. emperor get to to do all it because I mean this is like millions of people have to have to crew these ships. I don't know. Was it those weird chanting guys? Who were they? <laughs> there are a lot of them apparently. Yeah, and I mean one of the things that me and Alex were talking about as far as that was maybe it's kind of a thing where it was like the fall of the final fall of the Roman empire, where they were spread too thin. They were probably operating on a skeleton crew, which was why they were able to be brought down so easily. But that's just, it's kind of just an excuse or a reason or, or, or whatever. It's, it's not, it's not a well thought out reason though. And I don't think that the, that point of the plot was really well thought out either. Other than that, it was awesome. Right. And like throughout this episode, any of the, the inconsistencies or plot holes that I'm pointing out, I, I just want to say, again, it doesn't have to make sense. I What no, fun is there in making sense? So I've got um, two takeaways. Um, you, go ahead, Mike. All right. First of all, I have one nagging question throughout this whole new trilogy that it didn't okay. happen. And that, that question is, where did Luke's lightsaber come from to begin with? They never actually <laughs> answered that question. And nobody else is, online has brought it up that I can see. 
And that, that was one of the things that me and Alex were talking about right before you jumped on. Um, uh, we can we can jump right to that, which was the missed opportunity of Maz's explanation to where she got the lightsaber from. And I feel like the answer is explained in the comics, or it I will knew, be. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. Because, okay, I don't know if you ever watch... Um, pitch meeting on youtube oh yeah i have okay so they were they were they brought up the joke um where it was the writer pitching to the executive you know uh the executives like well uh, from uh the force awakens so where did finn learn all this melee combat and the writer's like oh i figured we could explain that in the comic and the executives like, oh, I like that idea because then I can get more monies for this yep. because I, I can I can sell people the comics. Money is tight. Money it's, is it's tight. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, and I feel like <sighs> last time that we had the podcast, me and Alex were talking about the fact that you know disney is putting out movies not necessarily to make money but to invest into our memories and reap the benefits of our nostalgia and that's that that's the the uh, further explanation in the comics which i'm sure they're going to do is just another proof of that it's it's an unfortunate truth but i mean I mean, well, it's like what are you gonna uh, do? What are you gonna it's do? Like, it's like C3PO's red arm that never is actually explained in the movies and, and just kind of disappears. It's explained in the comics. That's exactly. another. One. That's <laughs> another one. I knew for a fact that one was. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, that's a good example of them doing that. So, and then of course, um, even uh, um, the Supreme uh, Leader Snoke. His ring, it had a it. His ring had a story arc, which was explained in the encyclopedia, the visual, uh, the uh, the visual encyclopedia that they put out. Which which you, you know, can purchase? Which you can purchase? Oh my! That? Oh my! God. Okay. So anyway, that that seems like a missed opportunity. I feel like there was also, since we're on missed opportunities, there we had a missed opportunity with. Uh, with Finn, you know, where the whole, you know, Finn, I guess, maybe confessing his love to Ray, which would have made a whole lot more sense than the friggin' kiss at the end. Okay, that's another plot that plot thread that I did not care for. Why? Why, why did she have to kiss him at the end? Apparently, there's this whole Twitter of people wanting them to get together. Oh, there's that for everything. And, um, there's that for everything. They, 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 yeah, they, they catered to that bunch. Because that bunch went nuts. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Do you, do you know what Finn was actually going to say? Because they do explain that. Okay. Not, not, not in the movie. Um, he's basically just going to say that he's Force-sensitive, too. Which does... They hint to that in the movie, and I kind of like that, that uh, Force sensitivity isn't exclusive to Jedi. 
and uh, they hinted that in the last battle. He just says, "I so have a what? good Was feeling he... about it." So yeah. when when he said, "Ray, I never told you." Um, he was supposed to say, Ray, I never told you that I can feel the force too. Yeah. Which I, I've figured that since the very first movie. But, well, yeah, me too. Cause I've always had the sense that people who will lightsabers are automatically force sensitive, which may or may not be true. No, that's not, that's uh that's a misconception of the series. Um, so people that they originally, uh, um, a bunch of the fandom said that only Jedi's could wield lightsabers because they use the force to ignite the lightsaber. But my argument always was from the very beginning, okay, well then how did Han do it in Empire Strikes Back when he opened up the Tauntaun? Because I always felt that he was force sensitive. Oh. And he, he does a cameo in this. That was actually yep. unexpected and pretty awesome. And I there, really liked that. There was two things that surprised me in this movie, and that was one of them. But I, I expect he only he only did it because Carrie Fisher couldn't. Yeah. Oh. You know, I never really thought about that, but it's true. Yeah. But I like the way that they did it too, because mm-hmm. it was he he even said, "You're just a memory." But it's, it was almost his, the light side of his memory that was, you know, basically yeah. redoing that narrative of him and his dad on the, on the bridge in the side of his conversation that he should have said. Mm-hmm. Exactly. P- plus the, when he says, I know at the end, well, that was a gut punch to me. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I felt that hard. Yeah. That was so another point that I have written down is Kylo's arc. Kylo, if you are a fan of Kylo Ren, this was a great trilogy. And he was a fan. I was a fan of Kylo from the very beginning. I could kind of see that they were going somewhere. And the fact that they actually did go there, I was very, very satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um I think that might be why some people weren't satisfied with the movie because maybe they weren't Kylo fans and more Ray fans. I I don't know. I mean, now I got to say going into this movie, I didn't really know what they were going to do with Kylo Ren. Does he stay a bad guy? Do they, is, is he going to have a redemption arc because that's what you expect or are they going to subvert your expectations? And, yeah, he was just bad. Or is he tragic, and uh, he doesn't get his redemption arc, and that's the tragedy. Uh, I, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I really thought he was beyond a redemption arc, and so I was surprised. I mean, I, I, I wasn't disappointed, but I was surprised that he actually managed to pull one off. Now, the one thing that I would say a, a slight disappointment is that they did nothing with the Knights of Ren. I really thought yeah. they were going to greatly elaborate on what are the Knights of Ren that they've been building up for two movies now. And, I don't know, just just some guys with cool weapons. I, they, That's all. I do <laughs> like that, he, that Kylo fought them at the end. Yeah. I do like that. I mean, yes, they... You, you're right. They didn't do much with them, but at least they did something. They... There was a whole bunch of people up in arms about that they 
killed off the Knights of Ren super easy um, in the last movie. And then everybody was like, wait a second. No, those weren't the Knights of Ren. So they basically um, took Phasma's place in this movie. Yeah, I was actually kind of expecting Phasma to come back. Ryan Johnson said she was dead in the last one. Yeah. Now, I've heard the Knights of Ren compared to the Ringwraiths in Lord of the Rings. They're characters mm-hmm. who clearly have lots of backstory, but you're it's kind of left to your imagination. They tell yeah. you, they give you some details, they're kings from old and stuff, and, and that's it. That's all they are. And my answer to them is read the Cimmerillion because they go more into detail on that. Like even then, <laughs> not extensively. Yeah, not, not extensively. No. Not every single one of them. No. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, Kylo kind of, this is kind of his trilogy, even more so than Ray's. If, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this was more of a Kylo movie or or series than it was a ray series you guys you guys kind of agree with that well Hmm. he is the skywalker of the of the new trilogy that's true isn't it and at the end of the movie he did rise yep i i I was telling alex and i kind of want to put this out there too is i feel like this movie was mistitled I feel like it would have been better titled the Skywalker legacy than the rise of Skywalker. I remember when we were guessing the name back, I want to say in March or February mm-hmm. and I almost had it. And I feel like I have to go back and look it up, but I feel like the title I came up with was more appropriate because it was something, something Skywalker too. Mm. I'll have to go back on your feed and look, you can change the subject while I do that. Okay. So, um, since since we are on Skywalker, how, Alex, how did you feel about Luke's inclusion in this movie? You know, he kind of came in a weird way and uh, almost felt like he was just there to advance the plot and, and for little other reason that Ray goes back to the planet and decides like, you know, oh, I've got to abandon the Jedi way because it's, it's messing everything up. And then he shows up to say, all right, the movie's dragging. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least I thought that was his message. I did like what he said. His message was basically, don't be Luke. You know, don't just in <laughs> Don't be Luke Hersey. That's oh. what he said. No, no. <laughs> but um, I, I, I liked his message that it was basically don't follow the path that I did. And in a way, I think he was standing in for Anakin because that's what Anakin would have said. Yeah, and, and, and that's another thing that I wanna, wanted to touch on. I thought that they were going to include Anakin in this movie. I had hoped so. I didn't honestly expect it but i kind of hoped so i'm okay that they didn't but i just secretly hoped that they might yeah um i i like some of the things that luke did i do like that he he lifted the x-wing out of the water which was a nice callback to empire i do like the fact that um 
he, like um, Yoda in the last movie, was able to um, react to real-world objects like the lightsaber. Um, so, I mean, I like that. I do like, um, like you were saying, Alex, um, his talk with Ray, don't be like me and don't be like Vader. Okay, I found it. Um, it, it was the okay, wrath. Of, well, what'd you, what'd you, it was the wrath of Skywalker. The wrath of Skywalker. But I remember I that. I remember but, uh, that now. That's cool. To your point about Luke. Okay. I gotta say, um, the the scene where he raises the X wing out of it, the music in that really gave me goosebumps because it, it was oh, Yo- it was yeah. Yoda's theme, and in a it lot was, of ways, yeah. Luke has become Yoda. I mean, that's clearly the thing that they're doing there. And they yeah. played Yoda's theme in that. Well, that was also the music that played when Yoda was rising the X-Wing out of the swamp. Yeah. 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 Um, the one thing I'll say about that scene is I felt like it was more like Luke being there to be like, hey, guess what? The last Jedi sucked. And I'm, I have a change of mind about this now that I'm dead. I was wrong this whole the whole last movie. I was wrong. You know, forget about it. Do this thing now. Yeah. Go, I mean, go, go satisfy the fans. Don't be like me. I mean. Even Yoda, when when Luke found Yoda in Empire, Yoda was completely reluctant to teach at all that the Jedi needed to end. That's true. That was so. I feel like Johnson do- delved deeper into that idea in his movie. I just feel like he didn't pull it off right. I mean, now I said it after The Last Jedi that the last movie will determine if the second movie will be good. And now seeing the last movie, I I still like it, but I think less of it. Does that make sense? I think it's the best one. Yeah. What the last Jedi? You think yeah, the last? I, I think it that reinforced it. It was it was the better of the three in the same way because you know you had the original Star Wars and then Empire kind of changed things around mm-hmm. and then and then you know I don't know if many people matter or not back then because no internet but then Return of the Jedi was basically a rehash of Star Wars and I feel like this was kind of the same way. It's kind of that same template where it was. We recreated Star Wars in the first one. The second one's weird and different. And then the third one's rehashing the Death Star stuff again. Which, unfortunately, is not how it went with, uh, with the uh, prequel series. I still... It, it's a can of worms that I don't want to open this episode. But I swear, if Empire were to come out today, I think fans would hate it. I really think oh, people, yeah. would, people would absolutely crap on this movie... Because, yeah, it's a bad guys win movie. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. But, of course, you do have to admit that that is not always the 100% answer. Because you also have um, Infinity War, where the bad guy wins at the end. And that was critically acclaimed. So it's real. It's really a matter of execution. And I feel like in that they executed it very well. I feel like empire, they executed it very well. In fact, 
Empire was uh, left off more hopeful than uh, Infinity War, but still, we all knew that more was coming. So, um, let me ask you about something. Um, what do you guys think about Leia's death? Uh, it was, it was going to happen. A lot. Yeah. They, they only had 17 minutes of footage that they use. Yeah. It was a miracle they used as much as they could. Yeah, I mean, I, I am... I am amazed at how they were able to rework the plot in order to make her scenes work. I do like that. It was always going to be a delicate subject, and I think they handled a, a difficult-to-approach thing. The death of an actor, um, and, and well-loved by everybody who loves these movies. Um, I feel like they threaded the needle. Yeah, it was a difficult thing to approach at all uh, to address that, and they did it very, very well. Because this is real-life stuff, you know? Why do you guys think that maybe Leia didn't disappear until Kylo died? I think they were still connected in that way. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I just I can't I can't wrap my head around why she didn't disappear until. Well, maybe there's a a precedent to be set that if uh, a force sensitive kid dies, then the mother dies too. <laughs> I just made that up. I, that doesn't even make sense. Never mind. It's okay. Or that, is it? That it's okay. <laughs> No, it, it is. It does seem that she was in some kind of force connected sort of way, uh, holding on until yeah. everything was resolved with him. Okay. <clears throat> now, I will say that out of uh, one thing that they really, really got right in the movie was Chewie's reaction to when he found out that Leia had passed. It, it was powerful to see, yeah. you know, Chewie's the tough guy. Every every show has the tough guy. And uh, just, I don't know, just the, just the pain that you see in, 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 his, in his emotions by a character that doesn't really have a lot of facial expressions, you know, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. was, was jarring to the viewer. Well, you, you kind of realize that, you know, he can still live another 20 years, but all his friends currently or that he's had in the last couple of decades are now gone. Yeah. I mean, he obviously has a extremely long lifespan and, it's, uh, I guess, part of the tragedy of the series is that he's watching all of his friends die. Anybody who lives sufficiently long sees the people they love die. You'd have probably had that problem, too. It's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is true. But yeah, it was, it was uh, definitely <clears throat> hit the viewer as much as it did the characters. Okay. So... I've I've left this to almost the end. What do you guys think about Ray's story arc? Like seriously, I was kind of like, eh, okay. <laughs> Every show needs a straight man. Every show needs like the one character that's just the main thread through everything. Um, 
I'm trying to think of more than one example, but like Goku from Dragon Ball, like there's not a lot of development for him, but that's because he's the root of the show. He's the main thread through everything. And, and I mean, heck, same with Luke. Luke has character development, um, but like he remains the same person he always was. He's the, the rock of the show. And, uh, and that's the same with Ray. Well, and the main uh, development didn't come until the very end. Same as it did. Going, watching the, a new hope again here just recently. I never really picked out how much of a whiny teenager Luke was. Oh, I did. (laughs) Luke Luke was a little shit. I mean, (laughs) yeah. And, I I just I don't feel like Ray was that at all. I feel I feel like she was pretty she was pretty flat all the way through the entire series, like the whole trilogy. One thing I will say, and this is in my notes, is that being being whiny is a Skywalker trait. (laughs) Yeah, because all all three of the male Skywalkers and the three trilogies have that. Yeah. I want to take the droids to Tossie Station. Uh, I want to go be <laughs> exactly. with my friends. In fact, I have I have a whole arc for all three of of the Skywalkers. Yeah. So they were whiny kids who became powerful, make big mistakes, brood about their mistakes, and then realize they're wrong and die. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that covers all three perfectly. That, yes. So it's also my only note. So yeah. Okay, so that's out of the way. Since we're on, Ray, how friggin' cool was lightsaber battle on the old Death Star? It was definitely the signature lightsaber battle. Well, you know what? I think the other one was cooler. The one where they're like swapping places in their mind or something. But uh, it it was a spectacle to behold. And you know, it's one that I really think wouldn't seem as grand on your television. I think it's yeah. something that that really has more impact in the movie theater. I agree. Uh, I I am really glad that I went to go see it in the theater. Um I don't know about Disney's new plans to, you know, release a lot more stuff in the home theater, quote unquote, especially after some of the the this but man that was a great sequence quite possibly uh, a new rival to the 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 phantom menace lightsaber battle because that's that i think is my favorite one apart from this i would compare it more to uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan's battle on Mustafar, the lava planet. Oh, because yeah. it's a fight where the environment is also threatening to kill them. Like it's as yeah. much a battle against the environment as it is each other. Okay. Okay. Well, it, re- it results in a fundamental change in one of the characters. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah. So, um, one last point before I get to the um, the talk about the trilogy. What did you guys think about the Emperor's overall arc through the entire series? 
the emperor was absolutely my favorite part of this movie. The opening scene where they reveal him with like all the lightning strikes and you you just barely see his face through the flashes. It is dark and evil. Uh, it, it's the emperor in his element more as even a Sith Lord, as a Sith Lord and like not an emperor, but just the, the very embodiment of all the evil in the universe mm. is, uh, is, I am is all the, the opening. Sith. Yeah. He, he was in the opening scene, all of the evil in one place. And it, it just, it just bleeds into the movie so hard. Uh, I, I was crazy excited from the beginning of this movie. Uh-huh. And uh, love it. Love everything about his portrayal uh, in the movie. It's like a medical horror of some kind that he's all on this freaky life support and stuff. Everything yeah. about him is horrifying. I really like what they uh, how they referred to it in the movie from one of the First Order guys that they were involved in dark science. Kinda. <laughs> that's that's how they referred to it, and I love that they that like you know we're all familiar with the term of dark magic and everything being geeks, but when they called it dark science, I was like, that's cool. They're they're meddling in the you know they're playing god with science with the with taking cloning to a evil level. It's just that yeah. was really cool. The mad sciences. Yes, the mad sciences. Yeah, that was... And, I mean, I guess Snoke... I guess Snoke was Frankenstein's monster. Which makes sense. Yeah. He looked the part. He did look the part. <laughs> he did look the part. One um, thing that I'm not sure how to feel about this movie is it does seem like there were several cases of them basically just erasing features of the last Jedi the last one and yeah. uh, of I, the previous movie. And that's one of them that they just, uh, he's some guy I grew in a tube. You know? Yeah. Well, I was like, well, at least they answered the question and instead of just leaving it hanging. Right. Well, I, I do have to applaud Abrams and bad robot for one thing. They didn't bad mouth Johnson in what he already did. True, they true. reinforced it and further explained it. Like Johnson basically in his movie said, oh, well, this Snoke guy that you guys like so much and are so intrigued with, he doesn't matter. And then so in the first scene or one of the first scenes of the movie, the emperor literally says, oh, he didn't matter. I literally grew him in a vat. Well, and he also said that Ray's parents were insignificant. They were nobodies. And they didn't want to be anybody. They were trying to fly under the radar. That was the point of them. They even kind of uh, explained away Holdo's uh, light light speed attack as as being like a one one in a million shot. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was there near the end. I think before the final battle. Um, as far as that too, um, the, the, in the extended universe, we're getting off topic, but in the extended universe, they actually explain that a little bit more, those big globe things that are over the, over the, all the death stars, 
um, the, the, usually the two globes, those are gravity generators that simulate a planet that um, a hyperspeed, um, a hyperspace um, uh, jump is supposed to avoid. So basically Holdo um, overrode the system and went straight through the planet per se. Um, but I never, never caught that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's in the extended universe. Um, they actually explain how they had that problem in the uh, not the Clone Wars, but the uh, um, the uh, oh the 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 Sith War, the Mandalorian Wars. The the when they first were making star destroyers of star destroyer size, that that was one of the first things that they had a problem with, and that's how they alleviated it. There's there's a bunch there's a bunch of YouTube videos out there that explain it. Um, I had to look it up. But back on the emperor. Um, yeah, back one, on the emperor. Yeah, one thing that I would mention, and yeah, you know, yes, I'm I'm mostly kidding here. But uh, did you catch that the emperor's uh, whole plan was to basically become or I inhabit Ray's body? Are you saying like, that he wanted he was just an old man that wanted to be a little girl? That that's kind of that was one of my main takeaways from the movie is that the emperor always <laughs> wanted to be a girl. And uh that's Maybe why Maybe that's I, why he was so mad. That's why he was so angry all the time and I I nominate uh Sheev Palpatine for the next Disney princess. Fair enough. <laughs> a second. Okay. It sounds good. I like it. Uh, so there is one thing <clears throat> that so one of the things that I always that that I was really struggling with with this was okay. Does this trilogy add to the story arc or take away from Anakin's sacrifice. No. Because it, you know, that sacrifice did give 30 years of peace, roughly. Mm -hmm. There's no real end to war, only hiatus. Yeah. And I think it still kind of finished what he started anyways, because, you know, without him, you don't have Kylo's personality. And without Kylo, you can't finish off the Emperor for good. And I, and I think that was partly what the ending was about with the yellow lightsaber is because yellow is the third hue between uh, red and blue. So the, to me, the yellow lightsaber is the balanced lightsaber. So, so that was kind of the symbol of Ray ultimately brought balance to the force. Mm, that's, that's really good. That was my takeaway from it too, is that it was meant to be that she went in a third direction. She is basically the start of what in the extended universe is called as the Grey Jedi, which is one that doesn't necessarily follow the Jedi path, but isn't a Sith either, just kind of a roguish Jedi. Yeah, at the very <clears throat> least, unaffiliated. And that's kind of what uh, Yoda was talking about whenever he talked to Luke in The Last Jedi, that all of this Jedi and Sith stuff... If it's all over, all these cloistered order, orders of guys in robes chanting weird stuff, where did that get us? The Clone Wars is what that got us. So 
I have one thing that I want. This this was the the main reason that I wanted to do the podcast, and it was to pose to you guys a a shower thought. Let's call it of the series. So in the extended er, in the comic series, and as a lot of people know, um, that Anakin came about because the Emperor had manipulated the the force, let's not even call it Metachlorians, the 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 force within Anakin's mother's womb. Okay? You got are you with me so far? I'm aware of that, yeah. Okay. Uh, what? Go, okay. Go, go so on. Anyway, that that is canon, okay. Is it canon? Uh, yes, it is canon. It was it was shown in, in one of the comics. Okay, because I was waiting for it to be brought up in the movie, but it never was. Okay. So the thing is that within the narrative that Anakin and any of Anakin's bloodline, because Palpatine created Anakin, that he could never fully destroy the Emperor because it was a it, it was of his own creation. Hmm. Tracking me so far? Okay. So the only uh, only person that could destroy the Emperor is is one himself and one of his own blood. Okay. That's what the diet was about then. I mean, that's that, Kinda. that, that's, that's, that, uh, that is, that is the overall narrative that I can see. It is now going forward. You that, have to cast the ring back into the fires where it was forged. Exactly. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Night, everybody. We've gone all the way around. So, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Do you think? Do you kind of, kind of buy into that that idea? That was the impression I got from it, anyway. So, yeah, I, I would buy into that. I, I feel like that's one of the reasons why um, Kylo he saved Ray at the end, and he wasn't in that final battle because if Kylo had done it. Race or, or not, not right. Um, the emperor still would not have died, 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 died. Like his spirit that was able to come back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, okay, just like, just like Voldemort, you could almost consider the Skywalker bloodline a Hulkrux. Yeah. At the very least, a force ghost that's able to be brought back into corporeal form. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You you get it, you get it. That's oh. just that's just what that's just what I got from it. Um, as far as the whole Paragon thing or Parag oh the the dynamic between Ray and Kylo dyad the, the dyad. Thank you, thank you. Um, that is something also in the extended universe that's also happened in the Clone Wars even. The, the Clone Wars show. They drew a lot of stuff from extended universe material. I mean, the whole thing with the Emperor making clones of himself was the mm -hmm. novel Dark Empire, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Like that was the whole deal. Now, there is one thing that kind of disappointed me a little bit. Um, And I hope that maybe they do a new movie series from it or trilogy or maybe a a new show. But man, did I want Ahsoka to show up. Ahsoka Tano yeah. in 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 this movie would have been really cool. I mean, it was cool enough that we got her voice in the end. Yeah. That was yeah. all of the little shout outs were real neat. Yeah. What, yeah we, what, even, we even got Anakin's voice at the end, yeah, too. Yeah, he was in it at least that much. Yeah. There, there was an implication that Ashaka could be dead because her voice was there, but uh, I, I forget what it was. Dave Filoni maybe was was the one who was like, no, no, don't worry about her. She may, you may see her again later. I so, really hope, so I, don't know. I would really hope to see her in, in a Disney plus show, actually, just like with, uh, just a, a live action Disney plus show with her. Um, that would be a really cool show. I would, I would watch the crap out of that. Yeah, I wouldn't have been mad if they would have said, "Yeah, she died. She's like in her seventies or eighties by now." At this point, <laughs> yeah. in the t- you know, that's a good point too. Like, uh, uh, even of natural causes, yes. By this point in the timeline, Ahsoka Tano is is old. Do we know how old her species gets? Uh, I'm sure she you could, could look it up somewhere on the wiki or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't think I'm that big of a nerd. But she, I, she could age like a baby Yoda and, and still be young. Yeah. Yeah. We don't well, know. she was she was older at the end of the, uh, Rogue One, or not Rogue One? Um, Re- Rebels. Uh, Rebels. She right. was she was older at the end of Re- Rebels. So, but you know, uh, unknown, but unknown, o- old enough that it would make sense for the character to have died by now. I, I yeah. know Word of God came out and said, "Nah, not necessarily," but uh, I wouldn't have been mad if that was their explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think I think we've covered all our bases, guys. What do you think? Do you have any final final notes before we sign off? Much like uh, the Rise of Skywalker, we have tied this up in a nice little package. Yeah. Buy the yep. comics to find out more. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> The one thing that we didn't mention that uh, was one of my other takeaways from this movie, and maybe this is my security professional, you know, like can't turn that off, but the First Order needs to learn to practice multi-factor authentication. That was one of the things where I'm internally screaming at the movie that she gives him a token that like makes him an admiral or colonel or something in the Imperial Navy. And like, yeah, you can get through this blockade. All you need is this this little token, this little coin, and it makes your ship able to get through blockades. That's not how this works in real life, man. Multi-factor authentication. You got to put in a pin number. You can't just steal a thing and be the guy that owned that thing. You know what would have been even better is if on the coin on a post-it note on the back it had the pin number that would have been better. <laughs> that would have been better <laughs> yeah well and, and again don't write down passwords come on but don't come write down on. passwords <laughs> but yeah I, I it, will i will say though i like the fact that at least there was two stormtroopers that they had to shoot when they got off the ship <laughs> yeah yeah guard the ship 
at all. OPSEC, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Have somebody. Physical security, dang it. But uh, yeah. that was something that just kind of gave me a laugh. Like, you can't even get into my Blizzard account with just a password. Come on. I, I will have one final thought. Go ahead. Ready for it? Yep. I, I like this movie. I give it an A minus. I think it ended with a Ray R E Y of hope. Oh. Uh. <laughs> that's that's what and we call a loop note. joke. That's right. <laughs> I was already wasn't going to make it, so I decided to go for it. Yeah. Episode title. Yeah. A Ray <laughs> of hope. Ray of hope. R E Y. Rey, don't spell yeah, it wrong. I know, I know how to spell Ray. <laughs> Clearly, <now>. you don't. <laughs> do, do, do you though? <sighs> uh, welcome to the end, everybody. Yeah, welcome to the end. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, you can uh, reach us out um, to randomwvgeek at gmail.com. You can give us a uh, text or voicemail to 304-566-9777. Uh, we have been Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I am your host, Luke Hersey. With me tonight was Mike and Alex. And like Mike already said, welcome to the end. I don't know why I'm saying it now. May the force be with you. May the force be... Go ahead. You can go. May the force be with you. Always. And live long and prosper.